friends, let me take you back to 2003. I was a teen. I was heading over to Kmart because the game and movie section was pretty pathetic, but it's one of those things that you always love to just take a look at to see what was there. And then that day, I looked at the gaming section and at the very bottom, tucked away, was a sealed copy of Final Fantasy VII for the PlayStation 1, the black label people. But this little kid was out of a job so he could not afford it because it was about $50. Then a couple of weeks later, I actually had the money and the copy was gone. It was not there. A sealed copy of Final Fantasy VII in 2003 and it was almost at the palm of my hands. And with that being said, people, this episode of A Cast of the Past is going to be focusing on our biggest gaming regrets. Those things that we just want to we just want to be in the verge of tears as we think back to the past with a brand new episode available each and every Sunday with yours truly, a very sad Juan Velas from Puerto Rico. Joining me, possibly also sad, from Boston, Massachusetts, we have Ryan McNulty. Ryan, if you were in my shoes... With the story that I just... I don't even know if I had told you that story before, because that's actually real people. Mm -hmm. Would you have just punched yourself in the face if that had uh, happened to you? It it wouldn't feel great, but it was a little bit of a tough situation, because if you didn't have the money at the time, what what could you have done? You know, maybe you could... It was there! But it was there, (laughs) man! I guess you could have maybe asked your mom, see if she maybe caved in and let you get it. You didn't push hard enough. That's that's the no. lesson learned. Too late, man. Too late. But in your case, is there anything, when you think about regret in gaming, is there anything that's just like this, man, this right here? So the one that always comes to mind, and it's one that I could redeem someday, Xbox original, the first Fable game. I made it all the way to the final boss. I believe his name was the Jack of Blades. I tried many times to beat him and failed. And then I eventually just stopped playing the game. And then when I went to get my PS3, I traded in, this is another regret, listen to this. I traded in my Xbox original, my PS2, and my GameCube, and all the games, all the games. So I guess this is a double whammy here. Oh my goodness, you didn't didn't prepare me for this. Traded all that into GameStop. So probably did not get much money for that. You got like 20 bucks. To get a refurbished PlayStation 3, which does still work. So that's all good. To get that PlayStation 3, the infamous one I bring up all the time to make Juan feel bad. And yep. I never beat that game. I never beat Fable. I, I got all the way to the end. And I still, to this day, have never beaten the original Fable. So like I said, that's my biggest gaming regret. But I do have the chance to redeem it someday. You have to, man. You have to, and and that's actually a really good, a good, uh, good story there because it reminds me. I had a similar situation with Final Fantasy IX on the PS One. You know, Final Fantasy IX came out at the very tail end of the PS One, and little old Juan, it's like the PS Two. That's where it's at, right? That that thing's nice. You know, it's like forget about that PS One and the classic <laughs> graphics there. Yeah. So I I traded all of that in. And I had the uh, strategy guide for it, and I know I was basically at the end. I had maybe an, another hour, and I just never beat the game. And it's not because I stopped playing it. I didn't grow, just like get cold with it. Just I traded it in. And I played Final Fantasy IX a whole lot of times, but I've never beaten it. I'm like, I, I was there, dude. Like, why, why were we such dumb children, Ryan? Can you answer that? 
because if it wasn't like your birthday or Christmas, it was really hard to get a game as a kid. So the best leverage you had was to go to GameStop where they basically take advantage of poor kids and, you know, take give them like 50 cents for a game and then they turn around and sell for $30 on their shelf. And that was the best way to get games as a kid was to trade in your old games. And it was brutal. And I I think you'll see a common theme for a lot of kids and their regrets. And definitely one of mine also being, you know, trading in my Nintendo 64 to to get a GameCube. That one I was recently able to finally many years later uh redeem by by getting an n64 again you're talking about that and it just reminded me that one day i traded in a whole lot of games from ps1 like final fantasy tactics trap gunner and it was at a very specific GameStop. and i don't know if you had the same situation where with the ps1 games they would put them in like a plastic bag and then they would just like have them like hanging like around a specific corner and then one day i go and that section is basically juan's GameStop. Uh, because it was like all the games that I traded in. And then I felt bad. I felt so bad because I immediately started having that regret. But you can't just like take it back, right? You can't just be like, hey, it's my copy. So, you know, can I just like, can we just like have a do over here? That's not really a thing. But there's a whole lot of people from uh, the Discord, which people, we love having you involved. So that is a cast of the past.com slash discord and we asked the question and as we uh, bring some of these up we are going to naturally react and see if there's anything that comes to mind uh, regarding us and this one is a pretty painful comes to us from madross writes a biggest regret selling my sega saturn maybe mine that or just uh, a general not keeping the boxes of my games and in good condition ryan mm-hmm. especially with n64 i yep. think n64 game game boy game boy color how many of those games you kept the game but threw away the the cartridge of the uh let's, the car- well, let's box? See. Every single N64 game I ever owned or every Super Same. Nintendo game, all all the boxes are gone, which is why I mean they're they're so valuable today because almost nobody kept them. But I will say shout out to Chris who was a recent guest on our our show a couple weeks ago. Tell me this isn't the best dad in the world. His dad told him to save those boxes. And recently, he showed me a screenshot. He has almost every box of N64 that, like, he has almost every every box in pretty damn good condition of, of his games. So, and now he's got, like, protective cases and everything. So... That's that's just a, an amazing call by by his dad, and that's just uh, it's it's really cool to see that some people were able to to hang on to him. Like the best the best deal I found was you know maybe about ten years ago that a link to the past copy that I found at a comic store for twenty dollars. It was a little beat up, but even even that in that condition today would probably be about a hundred dollars. So. Yeah, the boxes, that's something I think anyone who's a game collector today regrets how terrible they treated the boxes as a kid. But I was always good about the cartridge or like the disc themselves. I was always good about taking care of it. But as far as the the boxes, nope. Ryan, uh, I, I, got, I got stuff to say here. <laughs> I, I got stuff to does say. Does this have to do with uh, two copies of an N64 game? Yep, and, and oh, others, yeah. and others. This one hurts. So, this one hurts. Yeah, this one hurts really <laughs> bad. 
So this must have been 2000. This is worse than my other story because this is yeah. like 2005, six. If it's this what I'm thinking, like, this is way worse. <laughs> yeah. Our Toys R Us in Puerto Rico, for whatever reason, would always have just like this clearance section of just like you see random Game Boy games. It's like years after. I mean, many years. It's like, I don't know if they were just uh, left on a shelf in the back or something. One day I go there and they have a weeping selection of N64 games sealed. Now, keep in mind, Toys R Us keeps their stuff in a, in a you know, that hard shell. So it's not just that it's complete in box, it's that it's basically brand new. And these were like 5 to $10 each. And I got two sealed copies of Perfect Dark. I got a sealed copy of Matten and other games. I honestly don't remember which. So that happened. Keep in mind, I'm I'm a teen transitioning into adult a couple of years later. So this knock in here should tell you like, Juan, do not sell these things. Don't be a freaking idiot. I was a freaking idiot that didn't have a whole lot of money. And I traded those to GameStop, uh, which first of all, it's like they took it for almost next to nothing. I think it was like less than $10 each for sealed copies of Perfect Dark on N64. And I know I still have some old pictures of like a stack of things that I bought that highlights those two games. So it's like, there's evidence of me being a freaking moron. Ryan, can you just like insult (laughs) me? Take a shot at me. Take a shot at me. So wait, I don't know why you traded in. I don't know man. why you traded know. in sealed copies of Perfect Dark. But don't that hurts. Eating is my hobby. Like I don't make a lot of sense, Ryan. <laughs> Would you like to know what the last? This is graded copy. Oh, Although no. I imagine oh, you, you are not going there. I okay. imagine that these would have been graded at a decent level because they were pretty much in perfect condition. Right? They were in hard shell. Toys yeah. R Us. Oh, yeah. So they were just. Uh, uh-huh. So I'm seeing one that went for eight hundred dollars, and another one that went for five hundred and ten dollars. I'm okay. I, <laughs> I would hurts. be okay. I know people. when I saw that picture, and you told me you don't have those anymore, <laughs> it it pained me. It pained me because and Perfect Dark is not the easiest game to find either. Like, why? Why? <laughs> I freaking hate myself. Everybody just like. A cast of the past on Twitter. Call my ass. It's going to be just hard to me. top that one. Man, uh, I'm just going to go over. Okay, what else do we have in the Discord before I keep crying here? Uh, let's see here. Yannick writes, selling my original dark blue Game Boy Advance SP because I just got a DS and that is backwards compatible to GBA. My sister also had the tribal GBA SP, which is what I use now, but I deeply regret selling it. And, uh, man, that's another thing I really regret, uh, trading in the, the SP, which not mm-hmm. too long ago, the prices were still pretty low. Then pandemic happened and a lot of that changed, but any, uh, Game Boy trading in stories? I, I don't think I ever traded in my Game Boys. I think I just lost them and, you know, never found them again, unfortunately. That's I've not known. your, okay, so you're, you're yeah, still not or got thrown up. Yeah, so I, I don't know what happened to my original, like, Thick Boy, Green, Game Boy or the Game Boy Advance that I had, but uh, I never had the SP. But I, I still want to get one because that way you can play your Game Boy games and you can play your GBA. And then if you have DS, 3DS, then you could pretty much play any handheld Nintendo game aside from the Switch. Uh, yeah, that that's a, definitely a shame because SP 
SP was like, it's the oldest game model of a handheld that I'm like, yeah, I still want one of those because it's it was that good that it's still like something you would want to use today. Which one did you have color wise for the game GBA? Yeah, a GBA I, or a DSP. So it was technically my sister's, but she eventually stopped using it, so it just became mine. But it was the white um, original model. I had the uh, purple GBA and the uh, silver SP. Those things were awesome. And with uh, what Yannick wrote, something that I I just hate myself because it was always there. Nobody wanted them, and now it's like super expensive. GameCube, Game Boy Player. You oh, know, yeah. like the, the Game Boy Advance Player... It's like you can buy that super cheap online, but the disc itself is what really costs a lot. Like that'll cost you upwards to $100. And I remember it's like... It's probably GameStop, just because a lot of them got thrown out, I'm imagining. Yeah, yeah. And GameStop was massively overstocked with a lot of that stuff where I lived or where I traveled to the point they were like 20 bucks. But I just kept thinking of myself like playing game Game Boy games on a television. What are you, an idiot? And you know, then here I, I am. I, I think there's a lesson to be learned as far as like in the world because we always kind of circle back to collecting no matter what we're talking about but so if there's like a fringe accessory for especially for like nintendo if there's like a fringe accessory that isn't selling well pick it it up just pick it up and just stash it away because those are always the ones that are like super expensive because it's like uh, nobody wanted it back in the day and then 10 years from now, you know somebody's going to want it for who's going to complete their collection. And I'm not that person, sadly. <laughs> now we have uh, Sir Meadwad who writes, yeah, I'm trying to think of something less generic than I wish I had kept all my old games and still had them with complete boxes. I think that's like, that's the, the most simple, basic one for a gamer, right? Just getting rid of that stuff. Uh, the most specific thing, he writes... Regarding all of that would be that I wish we had kept the Sega Saturn and bought more games for it. And of course, I still, and of course, if I still had them today, what a goldmine that would be. Yeah, because the Sega Saturn has, uh, you know, it's a console that I never played. I never touched the, the, the control, anything like that. But some of those games, I was actually looking up the other day. I'm part of like a lot of retro collecting groups on Facebook. And somebody was like, oh, this game cost me pretty penny. And I was thinking like a hundred bucks or something. I go on eBay. The average price is six hundred dollars, five hundred dollars. It was the uh, Street Fighter anthology, and you know that's a game that probably went for like what thirty, forty bucks when it came out. And in hindsight, you're like, of course you should have bought a copy of that, right? Is, is there any game that you think of that has dramatically gone up in price? You brought up that you know you're collecting games like Silent Hill and all yeah. of that. Is there anything else that you wish? you would have bought when it was cheaper? Mm, yeah, it, most of that stuff would probably be like the GameCube PS2 era. Like, yeah, a lot of these like Silent Hill games. When I was playing them back in college, you could probably get them for like, you know, 30, 40 bucks. Yeah, Silent Hill 3, I remember passing on because it was like $35 when I got in Silent Hill 2 for like 15 bucks. So I was like, uh, I, do I really want to shell it like 30, 40 bucks? And then, so now I had to pay like over $100 for that copy. And now there's like the other Silent Hill games that are like Origins and uh, 4, Silent Hill 4 are now like around that, they hover around the 80 to $100 range. And I'm just like... I just don't like those games enough to pay that much, really. So, 
Yeah, definitely passing on a lot of those because I did go through a little collecting phase in like the, you know, 2010, 2011. Um, yeah, so that, that might be up there as regrets, I, I think. But a lot of these, you know, the stuff when you're a kid, it's just nobody really thought to do that because game collecting just it wasn't it wasn't a big thing yet. Exactly. Uh, I brought up a game like Trap Gunner earlier. And it's bittersweet because it's one of my favorite PS1 games, even though it's not great. It's it's okay. Basically, it's a Bomberman clone. But then Nostalgic One is like, hey, you should buy it, add it to your collection. It's $55 used, complete. So I'm like, it's a game that I know I would love to have, but at $55, I can get a whole lot of other games that I would definitely play more more than twice. And I think that's sometimes the the challenge, right? Definitely. Let's see here. Uh, we have a couple more comments here. This one comes to us from Ace, and it's in a different light, but similar to what uh, Ryan mentioned with Fable. Uh, he writes, Kingdom Hearts 3, I don't want to talk about it. No more, no more. Now, I have not played Kingdom Hearts 3, but it was uh, quite the spectacle. You know, we're not, not, not going to share any spoilers, because once again, I haven't even played it, but you could feel a frustration when people were playing it and it came out. I think it also happened with a Mass Effect Andromeda, right? Where there's a massive build up to a game. You played it and it just shatters you. It just disappoints you and you kind of just fall off. Is there any game that comes to mind that it doesn't have to be a horrible game, but something that expectation was not necessarily uh, met? It was probably Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. <laughs> you know, when everyone wanted Banjo 3, and this is the game that we got. That that was kind of soul crushing. Eventually, me and my buddy did play through it and, and beat the game, but it was kind of like we're just doing it just because we, you know, it's Banjo Kazooie and we still want to see the full game. But that was definitely one of those like soul crushing, not necessarily a regret, but just a disappointing, uh, you know, situation. Something that's not to the same level is that. So I didn't get a 360 till many years after it came out. I did get a PS3. It wasn't that launch, but it was the 60 gigabyte one. I want to say it was within the first year and a half that it came out. I, never, I can never really pinpoint out a when, but I honestly regretted it. Like I wanted to get it because I grew up playing PlayStation, right? I had an OG Xbox, but I didn't have like an emotional attachment. But I had heard so much about the Red Ring of Death that I just said, I'm not going to take that risk and I'll get the PS3. But then every game that I got that was on the 360 played worse, ran worse, online was worse, like Rainbow Six Vegas comes to mind. So I basically had a really good Blu-ray player. And hey, I mean, I guess it was bittersweet. You know, last week we talked about rental memories. I watched a hell of a lot of movies on that PS3, but it was because that first year, I'm like, man, these games are so average. And obviously, as time went on, things got a lot better. But I do wish that I almost would have taken that risk uh, and gotten a 360 because like, I never got to experience Gears 1. I played Gears of War 2 and 3. I played a little bit of 1, but I felt like, man, do, do you, do you want to play that so many years after it came out? And I feel like I missed out on a, on a lot of special stuff with, uh, with the gaming. Yeah, that iconic Gears of War commercial that sold everyone, that Mad World commercial. Yeah, so as a good. PS3 owner, I think I bought mine like a year into the life cycle. 
yeah, it, it was rough for PS3 owners. I never owned a 360, so I was used to always having to most of the time have the inferior version of the game just because it took so long for developers to figure out how the heck to like make a game on a PS3. So it was a rough ride for a while, but fortunately, PS3 did finally like catch up at the end. It did, it did. And people, the regrets continue because this one comes to us from Eric, who writes, my aunt bought me a Sega Dreamcast for Christmas 99. Now that, my friends, that's a good aunt. It was a total surprise. At the time, I didn't even know how big of a gift it was. A few years later, I sold it. CIB, uh, CIB Ryan. I'm Juan, you're Ryan. CIB, complete in box to a local game store. Oh, damn. Whoa. He sold it complete in box to a local game store for $17. Not $1,700, $17. He wanted money for a new PS2 game. I just recently bought a used Dreamcast and some games I used to have. So expensive, a biggest gaming regret of your life. Is there anything that comes to mind when you see that? Uh, or here's a good one. Did you ever see somebody about to make this mistake? You were at a GameStop and an EB Games and you saw somebody that you're like, no, you're about to make a mistake. You, you know, those big, oh, large yeah. brown boxes and you know something bad's about to happen. It, it pains me to you see anyone trading in a whole bunch of stuff to to GameStop or a lot of times, you know, my friend will be like, oh, I'm just going to trade these into GameStop. And I'm like, oh, just sell them on eBay. You'll get like so much more money. But it, it's always people never want to take that extra effort to like have to deal with shipping and all, and all that stuff. But man, yeah, it just it really does pain me to, to see situations like that. Uh, yeah, Dreamcast. That's it's such a like beloved system too, with so many unique games that you hate to see. Like seventeen dollars is pretty rough. It's like it doesn't even get you that much toward. It gets you like what five, not even five percent of the way there towards your like PS two. No, it's, and, it's and pretty complete rough. in box. Even though back then, I mean, I, I don't know when exactly that happened, but he mentioned PS two games. So I would like to think it was like beginning of the 2000s i don't think complete in box is a big deal then i think a lot of places yeah. saw it as a burden it's like oh and you're giving me the box i should pay i think you they only now. cared like they would only dock you if you didn't have like all the wires and yeah all that exactly stuff, so but that that was some good stuff and then the last one comes to us uh for major also got a part two here oh yeah and other ones are giving away my Atari 2600 and NES GBA SP to a friend who was supposed to let me know when he no longer wanted them and I would buy them back, but he sold them at a garage Oof. sale. Oh, oh, that hurt to read. I do have another NES style GBA SP now though, because I really liked that one. Is there anything um, like, you know, he brought up garage sales is there anything you ever saw on sale, store closing, or any opportunity that you should have seized the moment and just like just spent a whole ton of money and didn't and regret it? Uh, definitely with there was a GameStop recently closing in uh, nearby. And I was like, man, I could have went there. I could have bought some of the, like the displays or something like that. But now there is another GameStop near me that's closing. So I need to go over there. But it's been a couple weeks now. So I don't know if it's like closed yet. I just haven't been able to make my way like a couple towns over. 
yeah, but I regret it because when a store is closing down, you might be able to get some cool stuff, some like cardboard standy display things. I'm probably not going to shell out the cash for one of those like game console uh, like demo stations. Uh, I'm oh, just not willing to. that. But we know that's uh, one of my dreams. Yeah, we know uh, Sir Meatwad on the Discord got himself a, I think, a Sega Saturn one, yeah. which is just insane. So uh, GameStop closed down in Puerto Rico 2016, I believe it was, and I was able to get some stuff. Although I was heartbroken because um, at that time I basically worked around Puerto Rico, like all of the island, which is like super beneficial for something like this. But it was one of those weeks that they they just said it was literally they said on Friday we're closing down and then Monday they're already doing the clearance. But it it started at like, you know, 10 percent off, 20 percent off, like very small. Then all of a sudden they just went 50. But I was giving trainings that week Uh and I'm just like I'm working, but I could be going there. I was able to go to one. And get Skylander Swap Force, like the whole set for PS4 for like seven bucks. I got We Love Katamari for like three dollars on PS3. You know, the move controllers have gone up in price and they were 99 cents, and I did not buy any of them. And I found out that just the day before, because the way the register was working, it would just stack up. So the more you bought, the more you saved. Somebody actually bought almost all the Xbox One Xs at that time, like the PlayStation 4s, and they bought them at like half price and all that stuff, and then they would just like resell, and uh, I wouldn't have done that. I would have just liked to beef up my PS3 collection. I actually saw a picture that I took of like the 70% off label, and then a couple of years ago, I'm just like looking at like... I didn't. I should have gotten that game. I should have bought that game. Uh-huh. Should have bought that game. So I just gotta top. I gotta stop taking pictures of stuff. So that way I can pretend yeah. it didn't happen. Yeah, they, they come back to haunt you pretty bad, huh? Yeah. I imagine so if, I, if I went to that GameStop now, now that it's been like two weeks, I there's probably nothing good left. It's probably just complete junk if they're even still open. Check if there are some Wii U games though. I mean, you, you, I'll you see. can check. I'll see there's if I can be. get a trip down there. Couple of couple of copies of uh, Just Dance, but Ryan, how how do you, how does this episode make you feel? How do you feel now? I feel like a little bit of a weight is off my chest. I don't know if you feel the same way. Nope, nope, it still hurts. <laughs> I feel like the weight that you took off, I took on, my friend. Yeah, that perfect dark, it still hurts. It hurts me a little bit too. I'll be honest. It hurts I, I me more find than the, a little bit, actually. I, I posted on the on the Discord, right? I get a look at that picture. I'll post it on. I, I don't know if I should post it. But like I'll, I'll post it on the uh, Twitter as well, so people can just like roast me, rightfully yeah. so, rightfully so. <laughs> but uh, people, uh-huh. if you want to be part of the conversation, once again, a uh, huge shout out to everybody on the Discord. That's a cast of the past dot com slash. Uh, discord if you like everything that we do there's a whole lot of ways you can support one of them is by subscribing to the youtube channel whether you listen to devices like on the road or not uh, that's youtube.com slash a cast of the past leaving that five-star review on stitcher apple Podcasts, all that good stuff uh, you know, we recently had, uh, as Ryan mentioned, a good friend of ours, Chris, be part of a of a, of a uh, review for Pokemon, the trading card game on the Game Boy Color. We have a lot of good stuff coming up. We've talked about the Austin Powers movie, the first one, more coming up. And that is going to be doing it for a very sad and painful episode of a cast. To the...
past. This just, has been like almost 30 minutes, but yeah. I feel like it's been four hours, Ryan. Just imagine, Juan, that GameStop employee ripping that, that plastic <laughs> oh, off, no. oh, right, opening right, the box. Oh, he puts no. like a disgusting sticker on the oh, cartridge and no. he just throws the box up. Make it stop. Make it stop. <laughs>